You're now listening to Sambuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church's podcast. We hope that it will help you with your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ and your relationship with the people around you. God bless you. A blessed Sunday to everyone. Good morning. I would like to greet and welcome also those individuals who are joining us online. Thank you for choosing to worship with us. And we are praying that you would be blessed and the Lord would speak to you through his word this morning. Shall we open our Bibles in the book of Luke chapter 1? Luke chapter 1. Our passage will include 66 verses. We will be starting with verse 1 up to verse 66 of the said chapter. However, uh, I would only be reading from the fifth verse up to verse 25, but we will be discussing the whole number of verses that I have mentioned. So let's just read beginning with verse 5 up to verse 25. New English translation says like this, During the reign of Herod, king of Judea, there lived a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. And he had a wife named Elizabeth, who was a descendant of Aaron. They were both righteous in the sight of God, following all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. But they did not have a child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both very old. Now while Zechariah was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the holy place of the Lord and burn incense. Now the whole crowd of people were praying outside at the hour of the incense offering. An angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense appeared to him, and Zechariah, visibly shaken when he saw the angel, was seized with fear. But when the angel but the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You will name him John. Joy and gladness will come to you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go as a forerunner before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared for him. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure of this? For I am an old man and my wife is old as well. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will be silent, unable to speak until the day these things take place. Now the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they began to wonder why he was delayed in the holy place. When he came out, he was not able to speak to them. They realized that he had seen a vision in the holy place. 
because he was making signs to them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was over, he went to his home. After some time, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for five months she kept herself in seclusion. She said, This is what the Lord has done for me at the time when he has been gracious to me, to take away my disgrace among people. May the good Lord bless us upon the reading of his words. When I was a young boy, I loved going to carnivals, not only because of the rides that I could enjoy there, but one of the greatest things that really fascinated me is to watch magicians giving out or putting out their abilities and skills. I was even, I could still even remember a magician just making a piece of cloth appear on his hand and then making it also disappear. I was very fascinated to see that. And then I was also fascinated about looking at magicians using a newspaper and then pouring water inside it and the water will just disappear. And later, they would turn it, turn it upside down and they, they will be able to make the water come out of it. So I was very fascinated about that scenario until later when I discovered through other people who are into exposing things like this, I realized that they had just an artificial thumb that they used to hide the piece of cloth. I realized also that they use special material so that they can make things appear and disappear. Those were magics. Why am I fascinated looking at those kinds of things? Because to me, in my ordinary way of thinking, it is fascinating because it violates the law of logic. It violates the law of nature, I mean. Every one of us is subject to the law of nature. But if there is someone who can do something altering the law of nature, then that is fascinating because in our ordinary thinking, we would say, how did he do that? It is impossible. It is impossible for you to make a piece of cloth disappear. It is impossible for you to pour water on a paper without actually having a drop of water underneath it. It is impossible for you to open the newspaper and you don't see anything. And yet when they fold it again and pour it, there is a water that would come out of it. It is impossible because it violates the natural laws. It is impossible. That's why it's fascinating. But you know what? As I was looking at the text that we read, I realized that the story behind the Christmas event, I realized that there are a lot of impossible things. And these are not tricks. These are not man-made scenarios. But these are things that really cannot be explained through a natural understanding because when you look at the passage, there were situations that they had gone through that there could be no any solution except if the Almighty One who is considered to be the God of the impossible would come into the picture. There are two important scenarios that we will be looking at this morning. The first is the scene of Zechariah when he entered the holy place. And second, we would see the scenario or the account of Mary when angel Gabriel appeared to her and told her about the birth of Jesus Christ. 
So let us look at first the scenario of Zechariah. In the earlier part of the, of the chapter, we realize that Zechariah is a priest. But take note that Zechariah was not a high priest. He's a priest, but not a high priest. Why am I saying that to you? Because if you look at the temple during those days, a temple before is not like a sanctuary like we have right now. It's so different. Today, whether you are a male or female, regardless of your position in life, regardless of your occupation, regardless of the tribe where you came from, when you get into the sanctuary here at Zikaek, you can sit anywhere you want. Well, if you want to sit here up on the platform where I'm standing, it will be fine with me. But somehow, kung maingay ka dito, medyo ma-disturb ako. But you can sit anywhere you want. Nobody would reprimand. There is no policy that would say all male and female, all male should sit in front, all females should be behind or at the back only. There is no policy like that or a rule like that. But when you look at the temple during those days, there are a lot of things that you need to observe. If you are a Gentile, you should be only in the court of the Gentile. You should never be, you, you are not allowed to enter the inner court. If you are a Jew, then you are allowed in the inner court, but you are not allowed to get inside the holy place. Only the priest is allowed to enter the holy place. If you are not a high priest, you are a priest but not a high priest, you are only allowed to enter the holy place but not the holy of holies. So if you think about the temple back then, it's entirely different than how we do it in the sanctuary today because today we gather regardless of our background, we lift our worship to the Lord, we sing to Him, we can sit anywhere we want. That's how we do it today. But in those days, it was different. Zechariah had his turn because there were Hundreds of priests during those days, so they take turns in serving at the temple. One of the main things that they do, if you are given the task as a priest, if you are chosen, if the lot would be casted or fall on you, one of the things that you will be doing is that you will burn incense. Where? In the holy place. The holy place is the, the place next to the holy of holies. The Holy of Holies is where the Ark of the Covenant is located that symbolizes the very presence of the Almighty. So if you are a priest and you are given the chance to enter the holy place because the, the, the lot fell on you, you are now the one who's going to do the burning of the incense, then you have the chance to get as closer as you could be to the Holy of Holies. That's the presence of God. So... That's an opportunity for a priest to be there because proximity-wise, you are near the place that represents the presence of God. Zechariah had this opportunity. When he entered the holy place, he was surprised because there was an angel standing beside the, what is this, inside that place. When he entered, the angel saw him. He was afraid. It was a natural thing for the people back then. Even in our time today, I think, if you see something that is not same with us, if it's an extraordinary thing, the immediate reaction will not only be wonder but fear. You will be afraid. And so Zechariah was afraid about it. That is why often when you look at the scriptures and human beings would have an encounter with angels, the angels' first statements would often be, do not 
be afraid. It's an unusual thing, that's why. And so Zechariah received that word to the angel, do not be afraid, Zechariah. And let's look at the announcement of the angel because I observed some important matters here. Zechariah, even if he was a priest, even if he was serving the Lord faithfully, even if he was um, faithful in obeying the commandments and the laws and the statutes of God, the text is already clear about the predicament that he was in. They did not have a child. And so Zechariah was there when he encountered the angel. The angel announced something to him. So let us look at the scriptures. Let's look at the word of the Lord. I want us to open our uh, to, to, to check and look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. An angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense, appeared to him. And Zechariah, visibly shaken when he saw the angel, was seized with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Now imagine this. He's been serving the Lord for many years. He waited for this opportunity, I believe. And he's been praying to the Lord, Lord, please break this situation where I was in right now. Why? Because they didn't have children. And as I have told you before, if you are a couple and you don't have a child during those days, you are considered to be, if not cursed, you are not blessed in those days. Okay, That's how they perceive about the matter. If the wife is infertile or barren, then there is a connotation in the minds of the people around you that you are not blessed by God. And even that's, that's despite the fact that Zechariah was serving the Lord. That is why don't believe about teachings today that would tell you when you become a believer, there is no problem that you would face. When you become a follower of God, life would be flowing so smoothly. That's not true. Zechariah was serving as a priest, but he had a problem in his life. They didn't have a child. In fact, to some thinking before that tantamounts to be considered as someone who is cursed by God. How would you imagine a situation like that? You have given to the Lord your everything, and yet you are in that kind of predicament. Zechariah, when he heard the angel's announcement, the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. I am bringing you good news, actually. Your wife will bear you a son. I was expecting that Zechariah would have a shift of mindset or of experience or mood that time from being afraid of the angel when he heard the news. I was expecting that he would celebrate in joyful, what is this, shout. But did he do that? He did not. You look at his reaction. He did not rejoice. He did not praise God. He did not thank the Lord. He should have celebrated during this time when he heard the news. Why? Because this is a moment for his situation to be broken, to be altered, and the Lord would display his power in his life. His prayer would finally be answered. But he did not celebrate. He did not praise the Lord. How many of us here who have been praying for something and then when the answer comes, you are surprised? Lord, Provide for my needs. And when the, need, when the provision comes, do my thing. That only tells something that when we pray, there is a doubt behind our mind. Zechariah did not praise God, did not rejoice during this time. And the angel continued with his announcement. The angel said, not only that 
he brought the good news to Zechariah that his prayer has been heard, but your wife will have a son, will bear a son with you, and you shall name him John. Hindi ka na maghihirap kung ano yung pangalan. Ngayon yung parents, pag magkaanak, maraming style pag magproduce ng name. Uh, pag may dinededicate ako minsan, oh, ba't ganito yung pangalan? Ah, pastor, ang first word or syllable yan ng name ng lolo niya sa kabila at ang itong huli sa kabila, pinagdugtong. O kaya ang first syllables ng names ng parents. Huwag sa Bisaya, pakurat ng mga ngalan karon kay. But during those days, in this time, Zechariah did not have the chance to name his son. God Himself gave the name already. And as I was looking at the name, I said, this name is so special because the name John would actually mean Yahweh is gracious. God is gracious. And during those days, if you are given that kind of name, meaning to say God is on the process of doing something in your life that He's going to reveal how He declared Himself through your name. So if this baby of this child will be named John, meaning to say He's going to be an instrument that God is going to reveal His graciousness to the people around Him. Would, that, would you not rejoice if you receive such kind of news? That your predicament is now broken, that your curse is now broken, that the perception of other people about your condition will now be finally broken because that would be transformed into something beautiful. Would you not celebrate? Would you not praise the Lord? The angel continued, Joy and gladness will come to you and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. One of the most desired things that a parent has for his son or his daughter or her daughter is that the child will become successful. But here, here comes the angel announcing to Zechariah, this child wouldn't only be um, named as someone who's going to be successful, but he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. You cannot ask for anything greater than this during those days when your son will be named as somebody who's going to be great in the sight of the Lord. And added to that, you look at the additional description of the angel and you will rejoice at his birth because he will be even be filled by the Spirit of the Almighty. And in the mind of Zechariah, if you are described as someone who's filled by the Spirit or if the Spirit of God is upon you, there is a connotation or an idea behind that statement that you really would not be an ordinary person, but you will possess something extraordinary in your life. This is an announcement that Zechariah should rejoice about. Remember when you look at the Old Testament accounts. Remember when in the book of Judges, God chose Samson to lead his people to free his people from the oppression of the enemies. Some Sunday school teachers in my, in, in my past or when I was still a, a student that I observed Sunday school teachers explaining that Samson's Samson strength came from his hair. Well, having a long hair is part of the Nazarites' vow, but the strength of Samson was obviously not coming from the hair because it came from the Spirit of God. 
That is why when his head was shaved, and the Bible tells us that the Spirit of the Lord departed from him, and there was no more strength in the body of Samson. Why? Because the Spirit of God was, has departed from him. In other words, if you are described as a person who becomes a host, or obviously the presence of the Spirit in your life, in the Old Testament concept, there is an extraordinary thing that's going to happen to you. I remember also in a guy named Bezalel. Bezalel worked for the craftsmanship in the temple. And you know what? Out of the produce of his hand, when the Spirit of God was upon him, people were so amazed about the product that he made. Extraordinary. You can only experience, you can experience extraordinary things such as this if the Spirit of God is upon you. When Joseph was brought to Egypt, he worked in the house of Pharaoh. And then when Pharaoh saw everything, the wisdom that he possessed, you know what Pharaoh said? Is there anybody in the land of Egypt who has the wisdom like Joseph, who's, who, 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 whose life is filled with the Spirit of God? The Spirit of God is upon him. So now when you look at the account here, the angel announced to Zechariah that your son will be great in the eyes of God. The Spirit of God would be in him even before he will be born. That gives the idea to Zechariah that my son is going to be great. Did he praise God? Did he respond in adoration? Did he respond in, that, in the way that we would expect today? He did not. Look at verse Look at verse 18. After the angel announced everything to him, Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? You know, kung ako yung angel, tatayo ako sa side tapos hindi ako magsasalita. Kakamot na lang ako ng ulo. How dare you would respond that way? I am Gabriel. I came from where the presence of God is. I have a direct communication with the divine God who is supreme, who is so powerful. And I have been sent here to talk to you, to show to you this news. And then you would respond to me that way? How can I be sure about this? This gives us the idea that Zechariah, despite the fact that he was praying for it, he did not believe that it could actually happen. And the passage is very clear to us. The reason for that, the reason why he had a doubt and he did not believe is this. For I am old and my wife is old as well. How could I have this promise or how could this statement be fulfilled? How could it come into reality when I am already old and my wife is old as well. And added to that was the earlier statement at the beginning of the chapter when the author said, Elizabeth was infertile or barren. Imagine that situation, this scenario, this reality, this experience enveloped the heart and mind of Zechariah despite the fact that he is serving the Lord as a priest. For years he prayed, it did not happen. 
For years he asked for a son, it did not come. And that became like a mantra in his mind. I am praying, but there is nothing happening. I am asking, but nothing was given. It became like a, a picture in his mind that that's something, a reality that I have to accept and nothing is going to happen out of it. And I think that's a reality that you and I today should take note also. That there are times our minds are clouded by our own predicament that we could not see anymore the revelation of God, even if it is right there in front of us already. Zechariah's experience was, he was receiving the revelation of the Lord through an angel. It was a direct encounter of an angel of the Lord from his throne, and yet he failed to see the revelation. Why? Because he's seeing his situation. And there are many times in a human being's life that we experience and we go through the same. When difficulties would come, we would say, this situation is really difficult. And we let that dictate our decision. We let that dictate our emotion. We let that dictate our thinking. That is why we respond to situation as if there is no God at all. I mentioned last time, 50 suicide cases in Sambuanga City from the month of February to November. Why? It's hard. When we let our predicament dictate what we should feel and think, that's not far to happen. When there is something wrong taking place and when we let that dictate our feeling, that would enforce our thinking, then our decisions would be as if there is no God existing. But Zechariah was reminded here by the angel, this is going to happen. Whether you believe or not, it's going to happen because your mind is clouded by your own predicament. Let me remind you about this. If it is impossible for your thinking, if could not, it could not be read by logic, listen, the God that you serve here in the temple is the God of the impossible. And if you are also dictated by your own predicament today, if your feeling is dictated by that situation where you are in today, remember that you are serving the God of the impossible. That doesn't change from the past, in the present, and even in the future. It would never change that God that you worship is the God of the impossible. The text continued. Zechariah had a doubt, and the angel told him, you will be muted. You will not be able to speak until this thing would come to pass. And then fascinatingly, when you look and continue with the text that we are in right now, after verse 25, you would see there that there is another scenario, another situation. Verse 26 Beginning with that verse, you would see that there is a different now scenario where the spotlight is moved. Moved from Zechariah in the temple, now the spotlight is displaying a scenario of a woman, a very young woman. Most likely scholars would say that Mary was around 15 or 16 during this time. So let us look what happened. Verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, so this is more than six months already that have passed after the angel revealed himself to Zechariah. The angel Gabriel, the same angel, was sent by God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth 
to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled by his words and began to wonder about the meaning of his greeting. So the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God gave him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, listen to the response of this young woman. How will this be since I, am, I have not sexual relations with a man? How will this be? The inquiry of Mary is different from the response of Zechariah. Zechariah's response bears with it a doubt because he's old already. Mary's response bears with it a belief on the statement she is just inquiring about how it is going to be done. There is a big difference on how they responded, a contrast. And the irony here is this. Zechariah was a priest. Mary was an ordinary teenage girl. If you would observe that and expect something out of that scenario, probably mas aasahan mo na magre-respond si Zechariah in faith rather than this teenager. But this guy did not respond the way we expect him to respond. And the reason for that is because his mind and heart is clouded by his predicament. Mary here responded to the Lord or to the angel, How is this going to happen? I believe that it's going to happen. I believe what about the thing that you are saying, but how is it going to happen? That is why later, in the later part of this chapter, Mary went to Elizabeth, the wife of Zechariah. When Elizabeth felt that something moved inside her womb because John inside the womb of Elizabeth was able to detect the coming of Mary because Mary is going to be the mother of Jesus in that scenario. And so something moved deep inside the womb of Elizabeth. And when that happened, Elizabeth noticed that this is something extraordinary. And he said to Mary, Blessed are you who believe in the revelation that affirms the fact that Mary's response was different from the response of Zechariah. Mary believed in the announcement. It's the same angel. The scenario was that Zechariah and Elizabeth had their own predicament. Mary had her own situation. An angel was sent by God to Zechariah and Elizabeth. An angel was sent by God to Mary. There was, there, there was going to be a, an extraordinary bearing of a child. And there will be an extraordinary bearing of a child in the case of Mary. So the scenario might be different, but they are similar. And the response of these two characters were so different because Mary responded in faith while Zechariah did not respond in faith. And again, as I have mentioned to you earlier, the reason for that is because his mind is clouded by his own predicament. And how many times do we respond just as Zechariah 
did. Because as I have told you, often we let our situation dictate our decision-making. We let our situation dictate our emotions, the way we think, the way we respond to things. And we forget that the Lord that we worship is the God of the impossible. You proceed further in the narrative that we are looking at right now. Finally, the time came when Zechariah's son would come out, would be born. And then he could not speak yet that time. John came out already. And then the people, the women around, they were saying, let's name this child Zechariah. Elizabeth said, no, we have to name him John. But the ladies, the other people surrounding them were saying, let's name him Zechariah. That was a tradition. The name of the son would be named after a relative or a father. But John was a name far from them. So it was very unlikely that they would name this child John. But since it was given by the angel already, Elizabeth so said, it has, be, it has to be John. And that time, Zechariah wrote it down and the name of the son should be John. And after he wrote it, it was then that his speech was given back to him. And I think it is very important, it's playing a big role here in that declaration because now Zechariah is believing and following the order of God, believing what God asked him to do. And there is a declaration in that name. The people around them were saying, you name him Zechariah, which means God remembers. But Zechariah said, there is no longer a chance for me to name him as my name. Meaning God remembers, but God named him already John. Yahweh is gracious because it is not just remembering right now, but the fact of the matter is that John is going to be born. The grace of God is going to be announced. Because when John is born, look at the, the, what is this, the prophecy in the Old Testament. When a person in the person of John would be born, it's going to be the announcement of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. The fact that John was born, Christ is to be born sooner. And so the name John would announce to the world that it is not just a time for us to remember that God remembers. It's time for us to experience the grace of God and that's the birth and presence of his son. You know what? These are scenarios in the narrative behind the Christmas story. The backdrop of Christmas is filled with impossible situations. I was pondering about this matter and I learned from this and I told myself from this time onward, God has shown to us already that He is the God of the impossible. He worked in, a, in the life of the barren woman. He worked in the old people's lives and displayed that God can do something even in that kind of situation already that should remind you and me that He remains to be the God of the impossible. As I was thinking about this, I said there are many impossible things that God has been doing. Yesterday, I had a chance to talk to a friend. While we were riding his car, I was listening to his story. And he said, you know, Pastor, when I was still a little bit young, I worked for the influential people in the society. And they told me, you kill that person and I'll do that. I kill that person. 
I killed one person after the other. Those people who asked me to do it were all happy because I did the thing that they asked me to do. I killed many people already. But as I was listening to his story, in my mind, I was playing the idea, you killed many people. How come you are now a transformed person who worships the Lord with your family? It's impossible. It's impossible for a murderer to experience the love of God. It's impossible. And yet it happened. There are many things in life that we could think and imagine that when we just use our logic and understanding, we would say, it is impossible. But God remains to be the God of the impossible. You remember last week, one of our friends or one of our members testified about the provision of God when he was hospitalized. And you know what he said? They found out that every day they needed 20000 And the prayer was, Lord, where will we get the money? Please help me. And then the money came just exact for that day. That's impossible. It happened on the following day. On the third day, it happened the same. Walang natitira sa kanila. Exact lang na kailangan. Mahirap yun. Uh, madali mo pang i-explain yung may dumating na pera tapos sobra sa pangangailangan mo. Kasi pwede mong sabihin na nagkataon lang. But if the money that comes is just exactly what you need for the day, on the following day, the same thing happened. On the third day, the same thing happened. That's to me impossible. I remember my professor telling us, Ow, siya, ay maghatagog scholarship sa inyo ha. Actually, he was Reverend George Kwe. Namatay na siya, but he's one of my favorite professors in Ebenezer before. He said, I am willing to give you scholarship. You have to maintain a grade, 75. Sabi niya, e kung lumagpas, mawawala yung scholarship mo. Kung hindi ka naman makakaabot ng 75, ay, tatanggalin ko rin, babagsak ka eh. Pero dapat, maintain mo yung 75. Ang hirap kaya nun. Sulay, ragod Di ba gamay ligas, bagsak ka. But reality is that when God works in our life and you just kin in, be kin enough to look at what God is doing in our lives, you will be able to conclude for yourself in your own experiences that the God that revealed Himself through Angel Gabriel is still doing the impossible things in our time today. And we need to be reminded about this truth because often we are clouded by our own predicament. And God through His Word, God through the preaching of the Gospel would remind us that, hey, 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 I am the one who made everything. My power is still the same. My compassion for my people is still the same. I am still gracious. I am still loving. Then I am still working miraculous things in the life of my children today. I did not experience this. Let me close this with a story. I did not experience this, but this was told to me by one of my classmates when I studied in the International Graduate School of Leadership in Manila. We were deployed in, I think I told this story before already, but I would like to repeat this story to those of you who didn't hear this. Ten of us were deployed in Bulacan to infiltrate a community and share the gospel and build some Bible study groups. When we were there, we went to a house and 
um, one of my companions was a Chinese guy, just a small guy, Chinese person. And then when he speaks in English, you could really notice that he, is, he came from China. And so he dealt with this woman, after which the woman said, yes, we need your prayer. My son has colds and cough. Please pray. And sometimes nagkakaroon siya ng fever. He prayed. After the prayer, as if nothing happened, we went back to the church for reporting. The woman who got his number texted him. After you prayed, my son has experienced healing. We all clap our hands. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We noticed that on his facial expression, parang wala lang. And I said, uh, look, are you not happy? He said, about what? About the healing. He said, why? Well, the Lord healed that person that you prayed for, that child. He said, yeah, I'm happy. But you don't look happy. It's a miracle for us and you are not, you are not expressing your joy. And he said, ah, because it's a miracle. He said, yes. And sabi niya, in our place, we experience that every day. Really? In fact, he told me, if you would ask me, how did I become a Christian? Because I was an atheist. So I said, then how did you become a Christian? He said, one day a missionary came into our place. I was there. I went there not to see what's going to happen. I was there to debate with a missionary. That's what he told me. And he said, while the missionary was preaching the gospel, there was a patient, amputated person was brought into the presence of the missionary. And those individuals who brought this patient said, pray, pray. And so the missionary started praying. He laid his hand upon the person. This guy, my classmate, was there. Again, not to see what's going to happen. He was there to critique and to debate with the missionary. So he did not close his eyes. He's an atheist. He doesn't believe in God. So what's the reason that he would close his eyes when the missionary prayed? He remained his eyes open. The missionary prayed. He kept on praying, invoking the name of Jesus in the midst of the crowd. And this happened. My classmate, who happened to be an atheist that time, saw with his two eyes, both legs grow again. And he told me, if you were in my situation, will you not believe that God? I said, of course. I did not have that kind of experience, yet I believe. And he said, that's why I did not, I did not express much of my rejoicing when that cough and cold was healed. Because in my experience, greater things happened already that my imagination could never explain. And that reminded me that my God, the God of the Bible, the God that was worshipped the, by the characters of the scriptures, remained the same today. And I will, never, my, I will never allow my situation to dictate my thinking, to dictate my feeling. I will never allow the situation in front of me to tell me how I shall respond because I shall always tell to myself that my God is sufficient, my God is powerful, and my God remains to be the God of the impossible. And that is the God that you serve today. He is the God that you worship this time. Can you say amen to that? 
To God be the glory. And as I was thinking about this matter, I, remind, I, I remember that this is a communion Sunday. And I was asking, Lord, how in the world that you asked me to preach this message? How in the world that you convey this message to me to, be, to, to teach this to your people? What's the connection with this, with the crucifixion? What's the connection of this message to your suffering? And as I was pondering about the matter, God impressed in my heart, you know, you know, Pastor, you know, J.R. If you think about it, the greatest impossible thing that you could ever imagine that happened, that I did, is to love a sinner like you. That's the greatest impossible thing that a holy God will do. And yet, out of that impossibility, God responded out of grace. And He came to this world, embraced you and me, as sinful individuals loved by the pure and holy God. That is impossible. For us, it is. But with God, nothing is impossible. He remains to be the God of the impossible today, and He will work things out in your life if you just believe in His name. Zechariah had a doubt. He allowed the predicament to dictate his feelings, his thinking. But you as followers of Jesus today and with the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, don't allow your predicament dictate your emotions, your feelings, and your decision-making. Let the Word of God dictate it. And always remind yourself, even if I am in this kind of situation today, when there is uncertainty about the future, when there is uncertainty about the things happening around me, I will choose to believe that my God remains to be the God of the impossible. God bless us all, and good morning. You just heard a message from Zamboanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you grow with your knowledge and journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, follow us on our Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube. For Facebook, at Sambonga City Alliance Evangelical Church. For Instagram, at ZikaekPH. For YouTube, at ZikaekMinistries. See you there!